Welcome back. We're heading up to Garston this afternoon on the muster to welcome Rock, catching up with Thomas O'Brien as we do every couple of weeks. And for the first time this year, Tommy Tupper, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Andy. Yeah. Happy New Year and all that. Yeah, and all that to you too. We can say that this week and then we carry on with the year. Um, but Tom, we're going to crack straight into it. You've got the race happening at your place, which is if some label it crazy it's a bit phenomenal at the same time The Revenant, tell us in a nutshell what it's about So The Revenant is an ultra adventure race that we hold every year up at Welcome Rock um, so just to give you a very sort of brief um, overview um, we invite uh, 40 competitors to the property each year uh, this time of year uh, and their task is that they have to navigate 14 different checkpoints sequentially um, and they have to um, do this over four laps, clockwise and anti-clockwise. Um, they are not allowed to use any form of electronic device to aid them from a navigation perspective, so they only can use a compass and map only. Uh, they're, not allowed, they're not even allowed to watch. So, um, so they have to navigate to these different checkpoints um, and if they navigate it correctly... Um, it's around 200 kilometer, kilometres, roughly, and, and 16,000 vertical metres. So and we give them 60 hours. We give them 60 hours to complete it. Competitors have to be invited to, to, to participate, is that right? Well, so what they have to do is that if they get wind of what, what we're up to, they, uh, they'll uh, send us an email or phone us, and then we just go through an interview process and uh, just get a bit of an intel on um, their previous race history, or, or you know, what we want to we want to know what what you know what people are um, uh, what their history is, and and uh, give them an idea of what they're in for as well. So we do we do vet people. We don't just let any man and his dog through. And the big thing about the race, the Revenant, is that the the crazy fact actually is only four people have ever finished it. Yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, so. Um, so, yeah, no, it's a, it's a tough one, all right, um, and it's multidisciplinary, right? So you could be the best runner in the world and have a crack at the Revenant, but if you can't navigate, then you're in trouble. So, um, you, you know, it's... And it's, you know, we get people from all around the globe coming, so it's a, it's a real adventure for them. You know, they're, they're not used to uh, subalpine, you know, tussock grasslands and Madagari and bracken bush and beech forest and rivers and creeks and stuff that are... Uh, and you know that are endemic to this part of the world. So, um, so yeah, it's 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 a bit of a beast, all right. Absolutely, because you you try and comprehend what they've got to do, and it sounds bonkers. Do they carry locator beacons on them or anything like that, or location devices? What's the go? So, um, so they have the ability to. They still carry cell phones, but those cell phones are sealed up. So, that, so they go into a, a courier bag and they're sealed up. Yeah. So, um, so if they break the seal on that on that bag, then they're disqualified. But if they need to use their phone, you know, to, to let us know where they are or what they're up to and what they're doing and so on, they can use that. And that that has happened before. They've broken the seal. They've said, "Hey, I've run out of steam," or you know, or whatever's happened, and then uh, we extract them from the race accordingly. If it happens in the middle of a night, though, what's it like to find them? Obviously, you can pick them up from their coordinates. Is that how you find where Correct. people are? Correct. Yep. Yep. So we've got the technology to aid us to be able to locate where these people are um, at any given time and then, you know, day or night, and, and we can 
we can extract them accordingly. Hey, Tom, you've got race organiser Scott Worthington beside you there. I'll, if you could, pass the phone over. I'll have a yep. quick yarn to Scott. Fascinating. Yep. No, Scott's right here, and, uh, you know, he's more than happy to have a chat to Andy. Awesome. G'day, Andy. Yeah, g'day, Scott. Andy Muir from the Muster on Hockney Radio. I appreciate your time. No, no problem, mate. Fascinating race, the Revenant. Talking to Tom about it just before, um, people can almost compare it to an episode of Seinfeld where it's a show that can be about nothing because nobody knows what's going to happen if, if there is an endpoint in sight. Well, what's the appeal of the Revenant for you? Um, well, a couple of things, really. I, I'm sort of my background's adventure racing and lots of stuff in the back country. So the appeal really is around about offering a truly self-supported event um, and putting people in a position where they've really got to rely on themselves, self-responsibility, which, you know, these days um, is, is, is hard to find because everyone wants um, safety nets everywhere. So um, the safety nets are there, but they're, quite, they're not visible to the competitors. So um, that's the appeal to me, to see people sign up for something which they're more than likely to fail. It's fascinating the way you deem it at the end there. It's a race they're more than likely to fail. But the appeal of it as well for a lot of competitors coming from around the world, just wanting to see where they stand up. Now, it doesn't matter how good athletically you are, you need to be a very good ori- have very good orienteering skills as well by the sounds of it. Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's probably one of the reasons why I like adventure racing because obviously you've got to be a good athlete, but then, you know, you've got to have navigation skills, you've got to have organisational skills, you've got to be able to know when to sleep. Um, there's a lot more that goes into, you know, hiking or doing something in the backcountry by yourself than just simply, you know, going and running a race and having eight stations everywhere and sort of being able to switch your mind off, so to speak. So um, that's the appeal. Um, and certainly, as I heard Tom say, you know, that appeal's obviously international because this year we've got people from Japan, we've got Finland, Brazil... I mean, there's a number of countries, um, so that appeal's obviously fairly wide. So it's fair to say this race has quite a lot of credibility around the world as far as adventure racing goes? Um, yeah, look, it, it certainly... Uh, last year, the Japanese uh, public, um, NHK, the public broadcaster came down here and ran a... Uh, did an hour-and-a-half doco, which uh, has only been released in Japan because it was obviously in Japanese. But, man, the uh, all of a sudden, the... Um, Japan came alight, and the number of people in Japan that tried to, tried to get in was, was huge, and, and the say we've got the guy from Finland this year, so yeah, it's going, it's sweeping around the world, that's for sure. Absolutely, Scott. Hey, thanks for your time, mate. I'll just talk to Tom very quickly, let you carry on. All the best for the next couple of days, eh? Thanks, thanks, Andy. I'll put you back to Tom. Good on you. Hey, mate. Yeah, good on you, Tom. We're just going to talk briefly about one competitor, a name we know well, synonymous with the Northern Southland region, young Finn Mitchell, of course, Glenn and Michelle's son, um, he's into this kind of competition, isn't he? And he's named to look out for, I believe. Oh, look, Finn Mitchell is yeah, absolutely, um, you know, an incredible athlete. Uh, you know, for someone so incredibly young, uh, he has accomplished a huge amount. And uh, it's a real privilege for us to, uh, to have Finn on the, on, the, um, on the start line today. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean... I'm biased, I'm sure you are as well, mate, but, but someone from sort of the Balfour, Northern Southland and the greater Southland region area, it's so good to have yeah. such, a, yeah, such a wonderful representative um, you know, and an ambassador for the sport 
but how about having someone like that in your own backyard? I don't think you can get much better than that, really. And it kind of it kind of makes you feel old, though, realising we used to play rugby with Beacon and this old man, too, that now <laughs> the next generation's coming through, jeepers. Oh, I know, I know, right? Um, yeah, no, fond memories of, of, of playing rugby with, with Glenn um, back in the day. I think, you know, if, if I cast my memory right back when we were sort of maybe eight and nine years old, I think we were in the northern under 35 kilogram team. To yourself and Scott, all the best for the next few days. Of course, on Facebook and the Revenant on that page, updates will be um, put up there regularly. All the best and appreciate your time as always. Laugh out loud with Ag Proud, because life on the land can be a laughing matter. Brought to us by Shearwell Data, working to help the livestock farmer. Pinocchio hasn't had much luck on Tinder, but what do you expect from a guy who's looking for a relationship with no strings attached? <laughs> oh, not bad. That's us for the afternoon. Appreciate your company. The Muster on Hockenheim podcast going up very shortly. Enjoy the afternoon. We'll see you back tomorrow, 1 o'clock, right here on Hakanui.